0: And we are back, Phil Williams, right side, radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. It is uh, 3.53 p.m. We are still in number two of the triple dipper of home fries. Things happening around the state of Alabama. Things you might want to know about, you know, the folks that are in charge in your state, the things that are happening in your state. We just spent that last few minutes talking to uh, Craig Monger from 1819 News about that crazy story. Uh, down there in Montgomery with the uh, mayor of Montgomery just just showing his backside. Let's put it that way. Um, other things that are happening, though. So I don't know if you've heard this or not, but apparently the Department of Defense, the Biden administration, let's put it that way, the Biden administration is so determined to have abortions. I mean, if if we can't kill babies, it's not a good day in the Biden administration because killing babies is very important to running a covered country and so you, you you have to change policy you have to you have to make sure that not only is is abortion paid for but it's accessible by everybody because if you can't kill a baby you can't run a country that's what I'm seeing at least so well Senator Tommy Tuberville he takes issue with the fact and by the way next article right behind it so is Congressman Mike Rogers takes issue with the fact that the Department of Defense has apparently instituted a new policy that will pay for service members to travel and have time off just for abortion. I kid you not. I mean so you got you got sick leave, you got, you know, family medical leave, you've got accrued leave for vacation, now you got abortion leave. So, yeah. Tommy Tuberville puts a hold on defense nominees over policies that would facilitate thousands of abortions. AL.com has the story, dated uh, three days ago. It says, following the U.S. Department of Defense's trio of policies announced last Thursday that will provide assistance for service members seeking abortions, Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama announced a hold on any new DOD nominees coming before the U.S. Senate. Tuberville said he will hold all civilian flag and general officer nominations that go through Congress to secure abortion, that unless Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin goes through Congress to secure the abortion access that DOD is looking for. So what's basically happened is this. There is no constitutional right to an abortion at the federal level. We also have the Hyde Amendment that does not allow for federal funds to be used to pay for abortion. And now the DOD appears to be thinking that it's got this way around that. Hey, you know what? If we can't kill a baby, it's not a good day to be in the Army. So... The policies now provide transportation allowances to travel to states where reproductive care, I love it when they call it reproductive care, that's that's the deepest irony, that's the biggest level of hypocrisy. It's not reproductive care, it's anti-reproductive care. But in 29 days, a policy goes into effect that would allow service members to request administrative absence for non-covered, quote, reproductive health services, which includes elective abortions and it says, this is Tupperville. he says, this is an illegal expansions expansion of DOD authority and a gross misuse of taxpayer dollars, and I will hold it accountable. The American people want a military focus on national defense, not on facilitating a progressive political agenda. So what does a hold do? Uh, in case you're curious, basically the bottom line is if you're going to be appointed as a general officer or nominated for for, for promotion to a general officer, flag officer in the Navy, Um then it, it typically requires congressional action. Uh, and Tuberville's hold basically means that any Defense Department nominee, um, and that's, by the way, I think the senior executive services, the SESs, I believe, in the civilian sector of the DOD, I think they also require uh, consent by Congress. And, yep, usually you can do that just as a friendly matter through you know, unanimous consent. No, this would be a putting a hold on things and requiring there to be a formal vote on the floor of the Senate before it goes any further. Uh, Mike Rogers jumped in, too. Uh, by the way, we're scheduling Mike Rogers right now to hopefully be on the show with us here uh, later this week, as well as uh, Congressman Gary Palmer scheduled to be on uh, Thursday. So U.S. Representative Mike Rogers, according to story on Yellowhammer by our buddy Yaffe from up in Huntsville, is criticizing the Biden administration over a new Department of Defense abortion policy. Mike Rogers Thursday says the Pentagon put out his new pan, plan to pay for the travel of service members who seek an abortion or want to accompany their spouse who is also seeking an abortion. Rogers, who chairs the House Armed Services Committee, said it's another example of Biden putting the woke agenda over national security. Here's his quote. Today, the Biden administration chose to make the Department of Defense an abortion travel agency over being a lethal fighting force. As I've repeatedly told the political leaders of this administration, taking this action jeopardizes congressional authorizations for our warfighters. And I'm extremely disappointed the Biden administration chose once again to placate the radical left using our military. Well, there's that. And and that's just, to me, it's it's just a gross abuse of power. It is absolutely antithetical to good common sense. If you're stationed in a state where abortion is illegal, then the federal government shouldn't be paying you to travel to other states. This shouldn't happen. And, you know, while I don't believe it's going to be like mass exodus of people, it's still gross. Now, this is a pro-life station. This is a a pro-life show, I mean. So you know how we feel anyway. But the idea, they're going to call it reproductive health care. And they're going to take the military and make it the The linchpin for making sure that babies can be killed voluntarily is just absolutely gross. All right, more stuff like that. I got home fries. We'll be back in a moment. Y'all stay tuned. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, hour number three, talking about the local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues, and like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Boomer, we just had a, uh, if we keep doing home fries, all right? <laughs> yep. If we keep doing home fries, we just got a text from Brian from Huntsville who just gave me the, uh, just, what a great idea. So I love Zach Brown band. All right, Zach Brown band's got some great stuff out oh, there. Oh, I, I like them. All right, so you ever heard their song Chicken Fried? Got a little <laughs> oh, bit of Chicken yeah. Fried. Mm-hmm. Cold beer on a Friday Probably. night. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he's, yes. Brian says we ought to consider having Zach Brown's Chicken Fried as the bump music for doing home fries. I just just think that might be a thing. This I, is you possible. know what? I'm just gonna look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Brian from Huntsville, we have to give you credit. If we can make this work, we'll just, we're going to look. We have a service we're allowed to use. If there's if there's bump music available within the subscription service that we have, we can use it without having to pay penalties and royalties and, you know, getting in trouble. So, Boomer's looking right now. Are you checking right now, Boomer? You, really? Yeah. Is it out there? Is gonna, it? Not this one. I'm going ah. to keep looking. Okay, we're going to keep looking. All right, good enough. Good idea, Brian. Um, okay. Let me, let me jump over to, all right, we're still in home Prize, things that are happening, things you might want to know. Let me, let me, let me have a more positive story here for a minute. I hope that y'all are hearing about the, what's being referred to as the Asbury revival. Um, I, I wrote a piece, I did a, I did a monologue last week. Uh, I, I wrote an op-ed that came out today that's being published statewide. 1819 is carrying it today and others wind up picking it up. I, I know by tomorrow, but, um, but. But this this thing is 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 crazy cool. So in 1970, just to back it up in case you haven't heard, in 1970, on the campus of Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky, there was a morning. It's a, it's a Christian college, uh, very strong history, been around since 1890. Uh, you can you know get like 150 different degree programs, master, master's level degrees. It's a it's a quality campus. It looks a lot like Sanford if you've ever seen Sanford's campus, kind of stately. Um, But in 1970, on a Tuesday in February of that year, students gathered for a regular weekly chapel. And man, it just, let's just say the Holy Spirit just showed up and they didn't leave for a week. I mean, literally it went nonstop, people worshiping and praising in what has been referred to ever since then as the Asbury Revival. People came, it became a thing. This is before the internet, this is before text messaging. This is before social media. The word got out. It started with word of mouth, then the press began to report on it. Next thing you know, people are driving in from all over the place. I mean, I'm talking about all over the nation to be at Asbury College for what became known as the 1970 Asbury Revival. And it has ripple effects that were it's to this day, people have anecdotal impact stories. Like one church that I wrote about in my op-ed that had students from Asbury come and speak. And they had 50 nights straight of spontaneous services uh, after that. Uh, well, it's happening again. And so Asbury, and it, it just, it's totally spontaneous. It wasn't planned. It just happened. And I think they're in day 10 now, 10 or 11, of what is being referred to now as the second great Asbury revival. The thing is it's expanding to other campuses. We're hearing that Lee College near Chattanooga um, – another one whose name escapes me right now, and Alabama's Samford University are seeing similar events take place. So students at Samford, this story came out uh, yesterday on AL.com, and this is this is probably one of the weaker write-ups. I should have gotten another version of the story. But it says students at Samford University gathered at the school's Reed Chapel on Wednesday to pray and sing, and the school then canceled Thursday classes due to weather, but the students were still meeting. And, and basically... They are been meeting, like for, I want to say several days now at Sanford. I would love to, if somebody if somebody has been there. Uh, I would love to hear it now. Boom! Just so you know, uh, Allie from Athens who calls in pretty pretty regular. Yeah, Allie's at Asbury right now. She is. She texted me over the weekend. She went up there. She said it is unbelievable. Wow. Thousands and thousands of people. You can't even get inside the auditorium anymore. If you can, you're lucky. Otherwise, you're watching TVs out in the parking lot. You're in overflow buildings. Um she said it's a it's a thing, man. Wow. My aunt actually graduated from it, uh Asbury. So did uh so did Irene at the law firm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> very cool. Um wow. So yeah, there, you, there you go. Uh, the, the the Asbury revival, big doings, y'all. I mean, and, and I I think it's very. In fact, uh, I Boomer and I both go to Church of the Highlands, and this past weekend, um, the pastor who is not somebody who's going to step out there and say a thing until he feels like he's got a thing to say, mm-hmm. um, the senior pastor of Church of the Highlands, Chris Hodges, said. It, We are seeing right now the beginnings of what he believes is a nationwide revival. Mm. Um, Loving that. And I love the fact that it's spilled over to Sanford University right here in Alabama. So there you go. There's there's one for you that's a little bit better news than finding out that the mayor of Montgomery uh, hates people and wants to cuss. (laughs) Yes. Um, All right. Let me change gears. Tommy Tuberville is like half of my stories today. Uh, First of all, do know this. Home fries. You might want to know, Alabama's U.S. delegation, Congress and Senate, have gotten major appointments. I mean, we are so incredibly well represented in terms of the positions, because right now, seniority and leadership and committee assignments, that's that's everything in D.C., really. Well, we have right now in the House, we have um, Congressman Mike Rogers is the chairman of one of the most powerful committees in Congress, the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, Congressman Adderholt is the chair of one of the major subcommittees for house appropriations. That's a big deal. Um, uh, Dale Strong and, uh, Barry Moore, and I believe Jerry Carl have all received some pretty decent assignments to committees. Uh, and they're all, they're all junior. Terry Sewell, of course, is our only Democrat. I don't know what she's assigned to, and I don't really care because it's not, she's not looking for anything conservative, um. But then you got the Senate side. Of course, we have our two senators like everybody else does. Uh, We just recently saw that Katie Britt is now going to be the minority leader on the subcommittee for Homeland Security, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, working to try and get her back on the show very soon. I understand she's traveling overseas right now. Um, But then Tommy Tuberville, story on AL Today. Alabama Today reports that Tommy Tuberville – Is now the ranking member of the Rural Development Energy Subcommittee of uh, Senate Agriculture. So, Senate agriculture is a big deal for Alabama. Big deal. Uh, Agribusiness is a huge piece. I mean, just, I did not know this till a few years ago. Did you know the poultry industry in Alabama? Just the poultry industry in Alabama is a billion dollar industry in Alabama. Billion dollars. I'm saying. So you got row croppers, chicken farmers, cattle farmers. I mean, basically, if you're if you're in the farming industry, agribusiness in some form or fashion, Alabama is huge. Of course, Auburn University is one of the most respected agricultural schools in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but Senator Tommy Tuberville, now serving as the ranking member of the Rural Development Energy Subcommittee, um, and he was also appointed to two other subcommittees in ag uh, related to commodities and uh, food and nutrition. Anyway, that's a, that's a big deal for Alabama, so yay for us. Um, now, Tuberville also sits on Senate Armed Services. Here's a story from AL.com from our friend Howard Koplowitz again. Howard Koplowitz reports that U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville is among the co-sponsors of a Senate bill that would ban transgenders from serving in the U.S. military. I get it. His words are, the world is on the brink of a major conflict, and America's military must be ready to fight at a moment's notice. This says the bill would prevent anyone with a history or diagnosis of gender dysphoria from serving in the military, with limited exceptions. Here's his quote. Quote from Tuberville, Now is not the time to socially experiment with our armed forces at the expense of readiness, morale, and national defense. The military maintains rigorous mental and physical requirements because our service members must be as capable and deployable as possible. Bill's also co-sponsored by Senators Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, Ted Budd, North Carolina, Mike Braun of Indiana. So, okay, I'll be honest with you. You know, when Tuberville ran, just me talking, when Tuberville ran, I was hopeful, uh, you know, but he had no voting record. It wasn't like, say, pick one. Uh, It wasn't like Mo Brooks was running for Senate who had a voting record, and you could see what he does when a bill's in front of him. We didn't have that with Tuberville. All we had was, you know, campaign commercial saying, I'll be conservative. I'll be honest with you. I have yet to see him back down from a hard issue. Because being the co-sponsor, it's one thing to say you'll vote for if it comes to the floor. It's another thing to put your name on the bill and be a co-sponsor for a bill that would literally ban transgender soldiers from serving in the military. That's, 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 That's somebody who's willing to stick his neck out for what he believes in. So I, you know, Good on you, Senator. Uh, maybe one day I'll find something I disagree with you on, but I hadn't found it yet. But so, yeah, Tuberville is uh, towing the line on the hard topics, and there you go. Um, all right, Boomer, take us to a break. We'll go to the break right now. We'll come right back and wrap this section up on home fries. We got to work on this thing about the bump, man. Maybe chicken fried? Uh, maybe. We'll, we're going to have to work on it. i got to find something really good like that. Maybe there's some sizzling bacon. I don't Ooh. know. We'll see. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. We are back, Phil Williams, right side radio, solid, conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, folks, I got to tell you, ZLA Solutions has been with us since the beginning of this show. That's like over a year and a half now. They've been a sponsor of this show, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. But ZLA Solutions, listen, if you're looking for a job yourself, looking for a job, they are one of the best around at having jobs posted that put people and jobs together. Go to their website, ZLAUSA.com. Check it out. They've got major jobs posted all over North Alabama. You, you may want to see what's out there because they got some good jobs, good paying benefits. But here's, here's the thing. If you're an employer looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, like you need onesies and twosies, special niche skills, or a whole shift of people, ZLA Solutions, man, they can do a, they do a lot of things for businesses, but staffing is still their bread and butter, and they can do it for you. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing. Blue collar, white collar, no collar, it don't matter is what I always say, and it's true. And, and at ZLA, they like to say, we don't make it, we make it better. That's their goal in life is to help you make your business better. So don't just try and do it all yourself. They can help you with this. And right now they're recruiting for a major deal with white collar high tech at Redstone Arsenal. So you might want to check it out. Z-L-A solutions at Z-L-A-U-S-A And do me a favor. When you talk to them, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. I would appreciate it. All right. We're going to jump into the last moments here of home fries, uh, some things that are happening around the state. Um, I find this interesting. And I tell you what, I need to knuckle down on this a little bit, because as I read the article and get ready for today's show, it dawns on me, you know what? There's a whole segment here on how this works so WSFA which is a, a TV station out of um, uh, Montgomery WSFA has a headline here it says leaders say that Alabama electric vehicle infrastructure is growing well there you have it my question is who's paying for it if you got EV infrastructure is the private sector jumping in with the free market doing what it does best by finding the better mousetrap and you know getting investments and You know, taking the risk and getting out there to, no, no, not quite like that. So WSFA says more and more Americans are buying electric vehicles, and now Alabama is expanding the state's electric vehicle infrastructure. A story came out just in the last few days. A guy named Michael Staley is the president of the Alabama Clean Fuels Coalition. He says, basically, now you got all kinds of EVs. You can get trucks, you can get small sedans, you get everything. Okay, great. I don't mind. If you want an electric vehicle, you are welcome to it. Go ye therefore. But understand this. Taxpayers shouldn't have to pay you to do it. That's that's a firm opinion on this show. Taxpayers should not be underwriting a segment of industry that cannot sustain itself. Well, the article points out most people charge their electric vehicles at home, but as electric vehicles become more common, the state of Alabama and President Joe Biden want to go on the charge, if you know what I'm saying. They want to make charging easier. In the State of the Union address, Biden promised the country would build half a million EV charging stations. See, that's that's the point. How many times did the government build the gas stations? How many times does the government build the, you know, the quick oil change places? How many times does the government uh, build the place where you get your air conditioner fixed, or I don't know, whatever. How many times does the government replace the battery in your regular car? They don't. But yet, Governor Kay Ivey just awarded $2.45 million in the last month for new charging stations along highways. i got to find out how this works. How is $2.45 million Alabama taxpayers' dollars, how, how much... How's that being applied? And what I would imagine it is, is you're going to apply for a grant and you're going to get it if you have a gas station or a service station or some type of property you'll dedicate to just purely electric charging stations, somewhere along the interstates. It won't be in the rural areas. You know, it won't be in places where if you live off the off the off the side of, of the highways a bit, you won't you won't see it. But somewhere along the interstates. These stations, which, by the way, a one charging station, one charging station is said to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 for one of the fast charging stations. one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 each. That's amazing to me. Do you know what it costs to put in a pump at a gas station? A pump. A new pump. I happen to know because I have a client who had a situation recently. A new pump cost him roughly $34,000 to have it put on, have it installed, put online, and calibrated. But we're going to spend taxpayer dollars, up to $200,000 each. Now, when I look at the, okay, $2.45 million, so basically we're going to put in somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, really, not that many (laughs) charging stations along the highway. Wow. So you can get, Maybe 10 to 12 of these things out of that $2.45 million grant. What else could we have done with $2.45 million? Probably a lot. Now The article says it's expensive, but it's worth it. Uh, I question that. If you want an electric vehicle, fine, man. Get it. Charge it. Do what you got. Ah, well, so I got something on right, that. You, So which station are they actually going to put in there? Aren't there different, stat. there's yeah. different types. So then again, if people are trying to save money on these things, they would need to do a really slow charge. I'm guessing that's how they save money, but you want, you don't want to slow charge at some place. No, not when you're <laughs> on a trip somewhere. Not when you're on a trip, but then you're not saving any money and then you're still waiting, what, 20, 30 minutes? At least. Ah, and then... It, uh, then the cost of it is what you just said. There's only only so many boiled peanuts and pickled pig feet you can eat at a gas station while you wait for twenty or thirty minutes, and that's right. assuming that you get there first in line. You're not waiting behind somebody else. Mm. Uh, I just so I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm going to dig into this. I got to find out how this is going to work because it just sounds to me like a an opportunity for scammage. If you know what I'm saying, scammage, scammage, jackassery, bunch of jack wagons. All the right-side terms. <laughs> Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. Last half hour coming up. We'll be right back.